Hello. Good morning, good Hello. afternoon, good evening. Whatever you prefer. Wherever you are. Welcome back, Nick. It's been a long time. Yes, you've been a very, very unfortunate person. I have been years. entirely. You've I have let, done everything wrong. You've let all our listener... I said listener, singular, implying that we only have one. But it's we comedy. Got quite a few. We've got a few um, thousand, yeah. in fact. Uh, uh, you let all our listener... I don't know again. Uh-huh. Down. Our audience. Our audience down. Yeah. And, and they hate you now, mm-hmm. as, as has been noticed by It was people. very cruel of me to send you away on that uh, trip to yeah, the Caribbean. Well, yeah, but, you also, but you also then went away to your luxury, all-inclusive trip to the south of France. French Ocean were the south of France, but it was it was a very lovely area in Brittany, was near it, Kestenberg. Was it all-inclusive? It was very much all-inclusive, because my sister owned, uh, rents the uh, house we were staying in the cottage of. Did you do a good buffet? <laughs> she found to a buffet, but they did cook us a lovely Sunday roast. I see. She lives in a house which has a jeet on the side and then a cottage on in the ground so that she. So you could go cottaging the holiday. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Laura and I went cottaging. Excellent. And could they? Uh, and when she gave you the the uh, roast on Sunday, mm-hmm. did she give you one slice of meat and allow you to take as much veg as you wanted, but wouldn't give you any meat back? <laughs> no, it was uh, it was her husband Sean who cooked it, and we had three slices of beef each. I think. Right. What if you'd have asked for a fourth? We had, I had that more after I finished my first so, go. So, so the diet really has gone by the wayside. The diet went by the wayside on holiday and I came back half a pound lighter. Why? Because apparently my body uh, digests cake a lot better than it does regular food. <laughs> right. I ate so much cake uh, in France. It was fantastic. Cake and brioche were our main so, diet. So, so, so Actually, I think for top, saying that... Top, top tip, yes, um, eat lots of cake, cake and brioche and you'll lose well, weight. I think that what happened is because we ate naughty food quite a lot, mm-hmm. we actually ate less other stuff and so I think we'd ended up our calorific intake wasn't that intense that's what you'd like to think in, in fact you've got tapeworm <laughs> that's probably what it is you probably swam I in a French I, lake I think I have slipped out of habit a bit in the last week in the, last, in the week since I've been back which is naughty I need it to get bad. myself well, back in, in focus again into shape uh, uh, talking of France French France um, the topic today is oh yes is it time to abolish the metric system mm-hmm. it's topical and <laughs> yes that's right certainly very controversial so I had to do a lot of converting kilometres into miles in order exactly. to. We couldn't figure out how to. No, on no, Laura's no, no, no way of figuring out. There's Laura's absolutely no mathematical no, listen, way hush. at all. Not that if conversion. only one day they would find out how to convert to kilometres to miles, <laughs> then that person will be a rich man who will to travel to the stars. He shall indeed. He shall, <laughs> shall doff his top hat yes. at the world. <laughs> he, he might win the Nobel Prize. Then the Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Um. No, we couldn't figure out a way to convert Laura's digital car readout to kilometres from miles per hour. Well, you just multiply or divide. As oh, no, that's what we had to do, and I had to learn the equivalent. Uh, oh, dear, that would have been equivalent. Yeah. Well, no, it would be nice just to have a, you know, these... Because in the olden days, in cars, when I were allowed, Nick, you just had yeah. a dial with both written on yes. it. Yes. It's Nowadays, time to abolish digital displays as well. I believe to abolish... Just digital entirely. Yes. I want binary. Digital and decimal, actually, because we yes, want to get rid of... Yes, decimal and, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> metric. Okay. Um, well, you're drinking at the moment some honeybush tea. I am. But that's not the main drink. Prepared of the day. by your very kind wife. Yes, but that's not the main drink. Of She's a very good wife. She brought a tray of tea and biscuits and sweeties for us. Yeah, but she delivered the wrong sort of microphone, <laughs> which, <laughs> I, which I sent her to purchase. I, I, <laughs> wife, fetch me a microphone. And did she not say to you, no, Nick, because if I go, I'll buy the wrong one and you'll be cross with me? No. And you said, Tish and Pipsy yes. sent her on her way. And what happened? She bought the wrong sort of microphone, so we're ending up using the old microphone in the studio that's held together with Bluetooth. <laughs> this studio is rapidly held together with Bluetooth. Yeah. Look at the the screen is the, of the of the laptop is barely visible now. It's just mostly this the purple 
leaking uh, ooze. Purple worm of evil that's mm. leaking through the screen. I'm buying a new netbook. I'm hesitating to buy it because I, when I was I was in London on Thursday. Were you? Defying Good Imagine being in London. I know. What a surprise. And uh, meeting with... That's the, another time when he could have recorded this podcast earlier, by the way, people. But he no, I couldn't because I was recording another podcast with the Rock Paper Shotgun Posse. Re- let that be a reminder to you, people. He recorded the Rock Paper yep. Shotgun Posse. Yes. Podcast, yes. but didn't record this one. That's correct, because I prefer the one that makes me a lot of money. To, no, a lot, a lot of <laughs> <Not> money. <laughs> <laughs> makes me a tiny amount of money yeah. compared to the one that makes cost me a lot of money. <laughs> Actually, it's cost me a lot. I think I spend more money on rum doings than I earn from rum shotgun. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. I was thinking whether we could monetize this in some way. Whether we could have a little, um, like a flatter. Well, didn't someone on link. your didn't someone in your form spring say? Um, Say that they weren't going to be listening anymore mm. <laughs> because you were because so I rude. don't like the wire. That will show me. You see, you say you don't like the wire. He and said, you stop Im, watching it. "He said I'm not going to listen to you anymore." What do you mean, "im"? He didn't say "I'm." Oh, right. Because I find it hard cool. to care if yeah. someone who can't spell "I'm" doesn't want so to listen he, to our podcast. Don't listen anymore because. But the best thing is, he is listening. He's listening to this, and he knows who he is. <laughs> yes, that's right. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's just really funny he said you don't like the wire well I'm going to stop listening to your podcast see how do you like that <laughs> good I'm glad you're not going to it's listen. just the same there. that's right yeah oh goodness I miss him yeah that fraction of our audience is, is, yeah. is upsetting me to be absent indeed well what have you got for us to drink today beyond honey? oh yes we should crack open well while I was in French France I took advantage of their remarkable alcoholic, alcohol prices mm-hmm. wine is significantly cheaper but I don't like wine but spirits are like half price really? I don't in think French they France. the spirits except to pastis they do and I found this and this band, and what I'm, what's going to happen is this is the perfect rum mm-hmm. what are you sighing about because I know it's going to be a letdown I haven't seen it yet but I, I don't think it's going to be a letdown but my fear is it's going to turn out it's going to be, be really Mount, Mount Gay or something like that. yes that's right it's going to be um, there is Mount Gay right? I know Morgan Spiced yes um, my favourite is still it's Morgan Spiced it's called you have heard of it I thought it sounded so foreign and exotic no I, I fear this is not going to be on sale on UK Supermarkets or something but it's a beautifully apposite rum for our podcast and here it is mm-hmm. ah yes I've not really heard of it there you think. go it's old Nick punch old Nick indeed punch old Nick the bottle instructs yes <laughs> actually it says old Nick punch which is more of a dangerous yes. uh, suggestion old Nick comma punch Ou rum vieux ombre Yes, it... uh, Rond Blanc issu de millier con du sucre et l'orange. Oh, I'm glad it's got sugar and orange. It's got. It's a. I, th- I believe it's a pre-mixed cocktail, so we don't have to. Sip. Well, it does say punch, which is a. Uh, which yes. Is a, and it's, shall we have some? There was a various various flavors, but I decided Old orange Nick looked Dupuis the nicest. 1893. Don't ask me to say that number in French. On Right. Let's let's open the punch. Ready? Neuf toi. Okay, and let's try some. I'm not actually putting this near the mic. I decided, actually, listening, that we make too much of a deal of the opening and the fetishizing of it. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't so, have done that. So I was thinking that, and it was your thing. But you so know. we're going to we're going to now. Um, just, we're just going to calm down. We're going to calm down a bit about the drinks. It's not the glugging I can do without, but I think the um, the, the cracking of the, the lid is actually lid. quite lovely. It is. It is lovely. It smells it's both of, of orange and punch and rum and sugar mm, and sugar. Lots mm-hmm. of sugar. Oh, I found yeah. that to be very strong. <laughs> what <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's quite potent, isn't it? It's very it's nice. It's orange with rum. And... It's very orangey. Mm. I like that. Yes. It tastes a lot stronger than I was expecting. It's 16%. Did you drive... So it's not rum, did you, but... did you drive your Nazi car to France? No, we didn't. We drove uh, Laura's brand spanking new Yaris. 
How does she manage to get that when she only has two jobs? Um, I think she stole it. Oh, fair enough. And did it get there, or did the... Uh, it did very well, did, except for the did fact that... the accelerator it... suddenly depress without her asking? Isn't that what Toyota's doing? I, I, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I did all the French driving. Um, and French driving in the USA? That's right. Mm-hmm. I did all of the, the Le Français driving. If any of our young listeners will get that reference. <laughs> no. Mm. And it was... Um, and it, it's a one-litre car, so it doesn't do very well going uphill. Oh, but dear. apart from that, it's fine. Oh dear. It's very modern and fancy inside, and it's got um, it's got a port for the iPod to plug into. No, well, you know, the auxiliary wire anyway. And it's got a Madeira for the tape recorder. <laughs> if only it had. And it's it a also port, port for the iPod. Oh, it's a clever joke. Madeira. It's yeah. good. It's a joke that you did. Mm. But it, what it does have is cup holders. So many cup holders. The door pockets have a special indentations for containing yes. the cup. There's a pull-out... No, cup. those are indentations for the bottles of wine. Oh, OK. Yeah. There's a pull-out cup holder either side of the dash for the driver and the passenger, mm-hmm. and there's a central cup holder in the behind the gear, behind the um, handbrake. What do we do before the 90s when they didn't have cup holders? I don't do have cup holders. Do we just dehydrate ourselves my, in my, the car? My car has no cup holder. What I've had to do is buy, is buy this, a, a superb um, coffee flask that it seals so intensely in the top that you can bash, wag it around and it doesn't leak. Mm-hmm. Listen to how hard it is to open. Ah, oh, it's got my coffee in it. Time I have some. Mm. I think coffee tastes better out of a glass than that. <laughs> Don't you? This is from this is from Starbucks, and the coffee inside is from Starbucks. You get money off your coffee if you order it in this, and it goes to to charity as well, which is nice. Oh, that's Bono's Bonio's charity. Is it? Oh, so I didn't realise that. I meant to say Bonio. Yes, that, well, yeah. sort of, sort of his it was one of his one of his sort of be nice to Africans and spend all your tax money that I'm not paying <laughs> on them, please. And it was part of that's red. Right. Bonio Red. Oh, I didn't realise it was I know Steve, Steve Jobs released some iPods for Red and gave half a penny to Red oh, for each iPod. sweet. And another half a penny to the people who were committing suicide in his iPod factories and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I don't know if it was a joke or not, but someone said that an I- a, a shipment of iPods is sinking the Atlantic this afternoon. Is it? Shall I find out if that's true? No, not now. It would be rude. We'll, 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 we'll find out for the next no, podcast. No, it's fine. People... I can do it. I was gonna, what I was going to say yeah, is about... Say it then. Is about your. Um, I don't think this is charging anymore. It is. I this charging. Say it now. Uh, when you acu- when you mention the coffee glass, I know why it's not charging because scenario. you because you, you pulled it out. Because <laughs> yeah. I pulled it yeah. out of the laptop. Yeah, the other end of this wire just hanging loose. Yes, a bit like in Jason Donovan's song "Too Many Broken Hearts." Yes, when he stands on the top of the mountain, is playing his electric guitar with a cord just waggling around yes. at the well, side. He was playing. It's it a good reference, wasn't it? What nineteen eighty nine or something? That song my, came out. My my song was was an earlier reference. Um, that's true. Can I? If, that's actually, true. If, if I dip the iPod cable into the teapot, mm-hmm. maybe the temperature differential will cause some charging to happen. I think that's inevitable. Yeah, I think we should stick it into a potato. Mm. That, that, that never too. works. Of course it does. Mm. I think uh, you only need about fifty potatoes to light a bulb. Large portions of Swindon are entirely potato powered now. It's yeah. the latest craze in, in energy efficiency. Good. I forgot when I was looking up. Oh yes, the, the news. News. Um, so yes, uh, regarding coffee and glasses and all that business, I've mm. decided no more anecdotes, none. Why? I've never. T- I'm so sick of uh, just because I don't know that I'm repeating myself. Obviously, or I, I tell would, you, or I right. wouldn't do it. Well, you don't always. So when someone made reference, no, sometimes to the... I'm amused as our listeners because they they like the fact that you use the exact same intonation. <laughs> no, and so to read that I told the Mr. Rutland story twice just made me feel utterly humiliated. Oh, you're a bugger, Mr. Rutland. So you've got it wrong, and I'm not going to correct you because then I'll have told it a third oh, time. Oh, drat, Mr. Rutland. <laughs> You see, you don't listen oh, to Oh, Gertie Rutland. <laughs> Gertie Rutland. Stop touching me there, Mr. Rutland. 
Oh, how dare you? He was a lovely man. Well, yeah. that was Mr. Mr. Myers who touched us there. You see, but and he went to prison. He did go to prison, so you were allowed to say. I think I retold that story. Too. I think once you once you've gone see, to that's prison, what I do. As soon as I tell a story, I've re- I think once myself. you've gone to prison, you're allowed to you're allowed to say, "Oh, I'm not going to mention any names," but I think you can mention names when they've actually served time. Um, yes, indeed. I didn't mention his name last time. It could be anyone. It could be um, Michael. Could be Myers. Michael Myers from the. Michael Wayne's Myers World. from the, Michael Myers from the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Or Mike Myers from Wayne's Mike World. Myers from Wayne's World and, and Wide Awake Club. Wide Awake Club. <laughs> he, was, he was on Wide Awake Club before he was famous. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Wide Awake Club. He was is, friends with Tommy Boyd. Wide Awake Club is is, is British. Yes, and Mike Myers is sort of sort of but mainly Canadian. He's Canadian, but no, he was a friend of Tommy Boyd's and was on Wide Awake Club. You like Tommy Boyd. I do. I like Tommy. We talked about that before. I'm not going to say. I'm not repeating. Well, I wonder what week. happened to him now. Is he gone now? I believe he's on a local radio, London radio station, doing bits and bobs. Right, I see. Well, um, did you enjoy being in France, or did you feel disgruntled and wish that you were back in England? I certainly didn't feel disgruntled. Um, I found it, you know, I don't speak very good French, and so I was quite, I felt quite isolated by my inability to communicate, which is frustrating. Mm. I'm not, I'm awful at French languages, and, and yeah. especially French. My sister, who lives there, um, is fantastic, and it was very useful to have her around. Mm. I'm going to move the microphone because it's both very quiet. It's going to be a horrible noise. Sorry about this, everybody. Yeah, that should be a bit better. I think. Um, but my brother made a, my brother made an interesting point. I mean, he went to France and he found it very difficult to speak French. Then he said, even though you know he got his A star at GCSE and he spent mm. five years learning, mm. it. and then you go to a country. Imagine spending five years doing anything else. You spent five years yes. learning to ride a bike and do wheelies and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you're excellent at it. But five years of learning a language and you can barely speak it when you go ten years later to the country. That suggests that our language teaching is just totally rubbish. Well, what I'm and told, all language to uh, uh, teachers need to be fired. All of them. What I'm told, You're especially... My, oh, my goodness, my one should have mm. been. Um, what, Bloody trickalor. <laughs> trickalor. Uh, what, what I'm told is that what you're taught in school is um, formal French. But absolutely no one in France speaks it. Everyone speaks converse, conversational French. So your formal French is pretty much useless. Je voudrais, s'il vous plaît, un stylo. <laughs> exactly. Bonjour, je m'appelle Jean. Je canne on. <laughs> I have I have those number of I have that but that's it the last time I'm still I've probably told this joke before as well but I'm still 15 in French yes yes. Um, and I and I really I don't know if your um, Tricolor used to be obsessed by a particular island of of France I don't know La La Rochelle because every single example they used was uh, I want to go to La Rochelle La Rochelle is a wonderful place to visit and they spent half the textbook extolling the virtues of La Rochelle oh really yeah actually it sounds like quite quite a a bleak place the the author's brother (laughs) (laughs) we had a real real to real tape recorder where they play the audio examples you had language labs did you no they just brought a real to real tape recorder into the the classroom and played the uh, Tricolore tape where you'd listen to them talking and then you'd answer questions about them. Did you ever do that? Yes, we did. I still remember the tune they played before it. Please regale us with that tune. No. Come on. How did it go? You went... It's very complicated. It was quite complicated. And then, they had, and then they had the, um, the reel-to-reel discussion about La Rochelle and how good it was. And then... Mm-hmm. And then somebody in the class would expose himself or throw something at the teacher. <laughs> yes. 
who then had a nervous breakdown, and that's how I remember French. I feel I, I'm sorry. See, what I want to do now is tell you a story about Anthony Stobart in our French lessons. He very sadly died a few years later. Uh, he well, died of crossing the road while high. Well, as a testimony um, to him, I think you should tell the story. But I've told it before, and you then haven't. everyone will mock me. No, you really haven't. Not my, this one. In my French lessons, he was hilarious. He was a, he was obviously one of the naughty. Guys. I was in the bottom set for French GCSE. I was in. Weren't you in the bottom set for set, everything? Top set for everything. Thank you. But I was in the bottom mm. set for French. I thought it should have been the other way around. I think. Thank you so much. No, I was pretty good at school. Um, no, you weren't. You got an N and a U oh, yeah, and an F but, and a G. Because <laughs> worse than that. By the time I got to A levels, I, I was useless. But um, for my, I got a first in my degree. Shut up. Leave me alone. We're talking about school. Um, but I was no, not about your Baptist college. Yeah, geez, yes, he was a Baptist. You're trying to mock me, but actually, I'm was not. A Baptist I'm not. I said not at your Baptist college. Where's the mocking? <laughs> you wanted it to be wrong, so I could go. But it was no, because you were, no, because you were about to say. Oh, oh actually, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I was already. Not, oh no. Uh, no, I was fine at GCSE level, but uh, French, I was terrible. And I was, and Anthony Stobart sat behind us. He used to do brilliant things. Like he would, uh, I remember one lesson. He just sat next to me on the ground floor, and he just kept throwing his pencil case out the window, shouting <laughs> "Oops!" and then climbing out the window to get it, and then coming back into the door of the classroom, and then sitting down and throwing the pencil case back out the There's window. No, again. There are no better dadas than, cho- than naughty children. Absolutely. It's, in, just, in the, it's just the best it's thing. Astonishing ever. stuff that I remember back to. Very creative. Um, he one lesson he coloured his nose in red with a felt tip pen and sang opera. All, right. All the way through the lesson. He was a real joy. It's a shame that he died. Yeah. Probably best for the criminal classes of Britain. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I do remember... I don't think he had high job prospects. I, I, I do he was remember, a lovely guy. I do remember in um, in our French class, one of our French teachers had a terrible comb-over. So, uh-huh. so as part of an example sentence, remember, we all decided to write... He said, you need an example sentence for head. You know, head. Right. Um so he said, everybody writing songs, and we'd agreed, or we'd all agreed before that, we would, the example sentence will say, la ficelle est en tate, which means the string is on, is on his head. Mm-hmm. And every single person wrote that, and of course the man with his terrible comb over said, what do you mean the string is on his head? And then he suddenly realised and went red and walked out of the classroom and then came, came back in and gave everybody in the classroom a detention. Aww. But he wouldn't admit why he'd given the detention, because of course then he'd have to admit he had a terrible comb over. So it was an awkward... <laughs> It was an awkward moment. I don't think the apple there is. Funny enough, I can't remember his name. No, can't. No, so he, he clearly didn't make up enough. He was just one of the useless people who, who did their parade through my life of uh, as teachers. I mean, teachers were generally terribly useless and pathetic characters, weren't they? Uh, well, no, they were. But there were many that were. No, they were generally pathetic. Characters. No, not in uh, not the they majority. Were, the majority I, of teachers I are rubbish. I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't think that's true. I think there are rubbish ones again. who Listen, stick out. I'll say it again. Most <laughs> teachers are rubbish. I know you will. You probably said a third time. Most teachers are rubbish. <laughs> but I think the ones that you remember, the bad ones, especially well. I think most teachers are af- are average. No, as I, in most think so. I think most teachers are bad. No, I, I just think it wasn't they, my experience. Well, you make the average very low. <laughs> I'm quite sure you get to My choose. math teacher wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm quite sure, yes, indeed. <laughs> that is a big vase. Yes. I've never noticed that before. We got it at, at Oriental City. I would say, what's that, three foot tall, maybe more? Probably about four. I mean, we got it, yes. I've got it at Oriental City. Basically, there, uh, there was a wonderful um, Oriental Plaza near where we live in Collindale, which pretty much has nothing else, mm-hmm. as you'd know. And, but there's, it was this huge shopping centre, a mall, which only had 
oriental shops in it from Japan and China and oh, yeah. Malaysia and all that kind of thing. So, and there was a huge food court, which was like one of these very bustling um, Asian food courts where you'd have effectively street hawkers, but set up around the court, giving all sorts of different sort of Asian foods quickly yeah. fried up and noodles made and that sort of stuff. A wonderful place, and they'd make up um, watermelon smoothies and slush and things like that. And the same place you get root beer and a Japanese supermarket, and they also sold pottery and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sadly, um, the their landlord sold sold the place to people who were going to knock it down and build luxury flats and a B and Q because we need another B and Q. Well, yes. there's only one half a mile away from oh, it, okay. so you had to have one. Yes. And so they basically destroyed this gem of true multiculturalism mm-hmm. and said we're going to build some luxury flats in the B&Q there sadly then the um, recession happened right. and that fell through so now it's just a wasteland oh good so that, that that's so how, did you buy the vase not, so that was pretty much the, the sale yeah that was pretty much the last day when they were selling everything so we got it for a knockdown price and um, it's an impressive piece of pottery it's huge I think what you should do is get flowers big enough to go in it Sunflowers. Maybe sunflowers. Big yes. sunflowers. Huge sunflowers would be fantastic. And put it on there. top of the table and just <laughs> yes. make it like, sorry, you've shrunk. <laughs> Invite guests round. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. We must be going twenty minutes. The laptop's turned off. Has the laptop turned well, off? Maybe we haven't, maybe it's we haven't, gone to sleep. It's gone to sleep, so we haven't really been going at all then. There's twenty no twenty minutes. Mm, Precisely. Would you like a biscuit? I would like a biscuit. Would I'd you have a bourbon, please? Uh, what do you think of bourbons? Because these are cheap bourbons, but are they? But aren't they all the same? They are all the same. But what do you think of bourbons? As I like bourbons. But unlike most biscuits with a creamy filling, I don't tend to bite the edges off and then lick the filling no out. I don't do that either no no I mean my ball ones are excluded from that what do you think of custard creams I like custard creams but that's not really custard in the middle though it's disappointing it's more every biscuit should have every biscuit should have twice as much of the filling like jammy dodges it's an embarrassing amount of jam in there um not every biscuit because you can get oreo double stuff Oh, I don't like Oreos at all. Yeah, but that's got double stuff in them. Okay, I, well, I, that's fine. That, that is, then that's the one... You can buy Oreo double stuff. That's, that's obeying my rule. Everything should have twice as much. They are. Except those, because no. then it would be quadruple well, No, they already have. They, they've got them in the title. They've already got double, so they're fine. Every they're biscuit well. except those biscuits are already proclaiming so in the title. Absolutely. Just in case. Otherwise, biscuits might just they become exponentially recurs- enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be a, recur- a bad recursive problem. They'll end up using up all the matter in the universe. That would be a problem. It would be an absolute nightmare. It would be a very odd nightmare to have. <laughs> oh my god, an exponentially expanding business a biscuit, which eventually consumed all the matter in the universe. Oh, I woke up just in time. And then I woke up and I saw some crumbs. Well, I woke up, my, my pillow was gone. That's one of my favourite jokes. Is the last night I dreamt I was eating uh, my pillow, and when I woke up, my bag of mar- marshmallows was gone. <laughs> um, what? A, hypo- a hypocrite, an AIDS promoter. And a paedophile yeah. and a Nazi walk into a bar. Hello, your holiness, says the barman. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any evidence that the Pope is a paedophile? Well, he was a paedophile enabler and he also... Sure, and, not uh, quite uh, the same thing. Uh, his brother was. Was he? Yes, he ran a school and he, he fiddled. Oh, interesting. Uh, so he's, he's clearly... A friend, a friend of Peter. It's like he, he's, he's part of the Friends Society of paedophiles. If he's not even an active member, that's right. It's like, it's like like the Friends of the Opera. I don't go myself, but you know, <laughs> we should have a, a, a cream tease for the Pope uh, fundraiser. Actually, that would have been good. You know, sort of protesting, just sat there and made some scones, and then people <laughs> know, right. would have known. <laughs> Absolutely, and then people would have also thought. You know, on, on television, they would have said, "And here are some people who are making cream teas in <laughs> celebration." And of course, everybody on television would have thought that was marvelous. We were celebrating the Catholics, but actually, 
one naught point naught naught one percent of the audience would have been chuckling away to themselves. Look at them on London today, or Bath Now, or whatever it's called. What's it called? Bath Time. Um, oh, our local one is called uh, Points West. That's what it's called. I hope it doesn't point very much west. It's Points West. It's such a strange thing to call it. To which side does someone? So to which side does their address? I point west. Points West. Yes. I, a great line in the Taylor of Panama where Pierce Brosnan is asked by his tailor, Do it on which side does Sir dress? And he replies, I just tend to let it flap around like a windsock. Which <laughs> is a lovely line. It is a lovely line. Did you. Um, I read in The Guardian there was an interview with. Oh, you're so left wing. Um, with Victor- Are you excited that New Labour is dead? Now, and it's all going to go to the extreme left. Because essentially they are essentially the Nazis. It's made in the Communist Party. Right? It is. It's just yeah, the Communist They're Maoists now because. <laughs> A man with a speech impediment has been has been voted in to run it. Now it's a Maoist party. It's because he got in with the vote of the unions. I love that he got in with the vote of the unions and then immediately said, "I'm going to ignore the unions." The yes. unions must be no, but also he was like, "Ah, look, look, it's the unions. Ah, look, they they fund the Labour Party." Yes, the Labour Party was funded by. <laughs> it's unions. been for the last hundred years. It's why it exists. It's a, it's a, there's a clue in the name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These Christians believe in Christ. Um, <laughs> What's it to do? <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, there was an interview with Victoria Wood in The Guardian. Oh, good. And she's still very angry about what the BBC did to her last Christmas. She's still going, oh, really? Well, they, they only gave her primetime uh, well, show said, on she said, Boxing Day, said, wasn't you, it? Or yeah, Christmas said, Eve. If you're going to do this, then tell me yourself and don't send one of your winged monkeys to tell me, which I thought was a bit rude. Is that a racist comment? No, I think she's just the one. You know, she she was cross that the, an, an underling told her about the rescheduling. Oh, I see. And the and the queen herself didn't inform <laughs> right. her. And she said, "This is not a celebrity having a hissy fit." She said, no. and, and then had a hissy. So she she said, sort of nine months after it's happened, still still whinging. And what about was it? it? She was. She got nine o'clock, nine p.m. Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, she, she got Christmas, Christmas Eve, Day. and she she demanded Christmas Day, and she was very angry about this and upset about it, and said it was a disgrace and so forth. So there we are. So she doesn't know what's wrong with the BBC. Victoria anyway. Wood is a bilious old bag of evil, isn't she? Piff puff puff. <laughs> Not anymore. No, he's... he made himself disappear. <laughs> <laughs> why did Why did he leave her? I I can think of so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I want to change it from bilious old bag of evil. I don't think she's necessarily. Evil. No, she isn't. She's not evil, interesting enough to be. No, that, no, that's the a bilious old a banal, bag of banal, banal bag bilious of, bag of wind. A banal bilious bag. It has to be a bee to be properly plosively banal bile. Bilious, no, 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 it's not bile. But, yeah, but it's bilious. It's to do with bile. Banal mm. bilious old bag of bilge. Bilge. Just there you go. There that's we go. Right. A banal bilious old bag of bilge. That's cheap. I feel Thor a bit blessing. sorry. I feel a bit sorry for her now, though, because she because she's so sad and upset about what the BBC did to her. Imagine John, you mm-hmm. had been paid to do a quite mediocre program for the BBC. Smack me on the bottom with the Women's Weekly. Imagine you being paid to do a very mediocre yeah. program on the BBC. Uh-huh. And then you'll be, and then your program went out on Christmas Eve. So I'm only getting prime time on yeah. Christmas Eve when more people are going to be watching yeah. TV. Just think, think about that. Oh. So you know, less, less of the bilious. I'm, do you know what? I don't even. That's a hypothetical. I feel like writing a letter to the BBC. I'm so angry. <laughs> yes, I don't even want that hypothetical situation Is to. Is anyone exist. watching TV on Christmas Eve, a Christmas Day evening? Surely no. everyone's asleep or drunk or, or bored dead. or yeah. dead or just Yeah, I mean, you lot don't really crying. like... I mean, you lot always complain about your families on Christmas, don't you? Like, oh, we have to, oh, spend, have to spend a minute with our family. Oh, oh, we hate that. By you lot, do you mean the non The Christians. Oh, the Christians? Yes. Well, surely the... It's well, everyone all the Christians in the country. Everyone who's not been brought up in a culture yeah. of enjoying spending time with family, so I, everyone who's all not Jewish. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, or, or Italian, or in fact any Englishman. Are we interrupting uh, any significant holiday for you? No, shouldn't you be closed? You no, what? Shouldn't you be closed? You're closed. I can see. <laughs> But the sluice gates. Why are you I, looking at my groin? Well, because I remember you mentioned my that you, flies closed. No, no, I remember yeah. you mentioned you meant you mentioned that you wanted to go and make a wee wee before we started recording. But That's I, true. did you actually go and make one? Because I, I did didn't offer you one of Judith's nappies. You did, but I decided I, I decided not to waste a nappy because I am <laughs> I have been potty drained. <laughs> have you? Mm. You sometimes make a little mistake though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sometimes I just get a little bit excited and I forget. <laughs> yes. But you know, but, but then then you you still go you you still go to the potty anyway to remind yourself afterwards. That's you know, right. Just to so you sit there, even if you don't do anything, just to show that that's what you should be doing. My niece, uh, when I was in France, uh, was being potty trained. Twenty eight years old, <laughs> and then I got off the bus. Yeah, um, she and which was entertaining, which meant I didn't see her in trousers at any point in the entire week I was there. <laughs> It's very awkward when you see even your own niece when you see someone in a child without their um, underpants on. It's very distracting. It's just like very weird. distracting. It's just confusing and scary. Like, oh, I don't want to see a baby bum. Please take it away. Baby's bums are very cute. I'm sure when it's your own baby's bum, it's fine. Very but if someone else's baby's yeah, bum, you don't want to see it. Especially when you're slightly fat and you go, blah, 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 you, you pat it, you pat it, and <laughs> they, they say soft as a what do they say soft as a baby's bottom. They do say that. You know, there's a reason they say that. I don't want to see baby's bottoms. Well, I'll show you Judith's bottom I don't want to see baby's I've seen it before no, when you but, changed the no, nappy. And I, quite... It was just an uncomfortable moment of no. seeing a baby's bottom. No, you I don't think you should develop genitals in full puberty. You shouldn't be... I un... think you should be, they should be smoothed off no, like a Barbie doll. Problem. You shouldn't be uncomfortable about seeing baby's bottoms, really. It's your problem if you are uncomfortable seeing a baby's bottom. Well, sure, but you can understand why. Not really, no. Were you comfortable seeing baby's bottoms before you had one of your own? Perfectly. I don't think that's true. I, think I was lying. no. I think I think you've how done. Much you've done, you've done much... one of those things now. Oh god! Everybody goes into a cupboard how... and puts an orange in their mouth and puts <laughs> a bag over their face. Don't they? I think you've stumbled into one of those. No, I want now. to ask you how much time before you had your own child did you spend looking at baby's bottoms to know how comfortable you were? Well, those times when I saw a baby's bottom, yes. I was perfectly comfortable. I changed uh, uh, to practice changing a nappy. I changed one of Victoria's uh, friends' baby's nappies. Mm-hmm. I found that perfectly acceptable. I mean, maybe unlike you, I don't see them as sexual items. <laughs> oh, please, no. Don't let me have to edit this for my own, <laughs> for your my own, own safety. For your own protection. No, it's not. It's just don't not. worry, John is only a paediatrician. <laughs> I don't know why you're right. No, I genuinely don't Do, know. I think lots of people find this. I think well, lots of people find do, this I, I, Again, I think this is very Anglo-Saxon. I think maybe. it's the problem that Anglo-Saxons have with children. They don't know how to define them. You know, they don't. They're not quite people, but they sort of are. And then they don't know whether they're. Yes. they're they don't know whether they're Bulger evil or or Maddie Angels. They they can't decide. It's very hard to tell at that age. Mm. So yes. What, what, don't what, read my t-shirt. It's not very exciting. Let, let me read what your t-shirt says. It's not worth it. It says, <laughs> "I stole my baby." <laughs> it doesn't look like that at all. With a bear holding a shark. Was that was that like the NIV version of it? It says, my baby got stole by a bear holding a shark. Why does it say stole? It's just stolen. Exactly, it's the point. It's like a blues lyric. It doesn't make sense out of context. It's not worth fussing about. My baby got stole by yes. a bear eating a shark. Bear holding a shark. Holding a shark. Which is meant to be the scariest thing you can imagine. It's from homestarrunner.com, the seemingly defunct cartoon website. Yeah, or well, we discussed this before. Yes, All cartoon indeed. websites are defunct. All of them. Except XKCD, which has gotten better again. Oh, it hasn't got this awful... Anyway, could I have some more Old Nick, please, Old Nick? Yes, but only if you say the magic word. Uh, now? No. Immediately? No. <laughs> um, 
A piff puff poof! Yes! Yay! I remembered. Trickle, trickle, that's enough now, come on. Okay. I shall be plastered. You should be plastered. So on my way down here today, yep. walking from my house to the train station, the five million miles walk. As you do. As one does. As you do. Well, what does that phrase I can't I know. stand that phrase. Isn't it As awful? you do. Uh, either, yeah, either that means yes, one does do that, mm-hmm. or what you're saying is I'm a bit wacky and I'm doing things that normal people don't do. Either way, don't say it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was walking into town, as you do, mm-hmm. and a car, you know these plastic flags you get attached to cars around sporting events? Yes, yes, um, yes. A car went past with two of those flapping out either side, a British car, British mm-hmm. plates, two Confederate flags. Why? Sticking up. That's what I want to fathom. I, I really should have thrown myself in front of the car just Confused so I can ask racist. them. racist? I know, it's a little out of, out of your racism area. That seems very feel. strange. Did you notice the driver? No, I didn't. It was it was because uh, it was going. I was on the left of the road, so I couldn't see as mm-hmm. they went past. And it was I was just astonished to see Confederate flags on a on a British car. Right. Um, it's frightening enough when you see a Confederate flag in America, but for a British person to decide to display that bold racism on their car, it seems very peculiar to I me. I was very surprised. But I've never seen that before. But more surprised that they make them. Oh, we have talking about um, America. Mm-hmm. We haven't uh, congratulated Ruth and Neil for the mm. birth of Solly. What's that got to do with America? It's very, it was very convoluted. Okay. Did, you, did you actually want to know? Because this shows you how the yeah, brain... Show me the, show me the path. Show me how the brain works. Mm. I was thinking about America, and you were generally... There's a general implicit criticism of America that the Confederate flag could still be used there in some southern states. Yeah. So thinking, criticisms of America, criticisms of America. I remember then, recent criticism of things that you criticise about America, their health system is one of them, that you crit- thing, the thing that you criticise about America. Mm-hmm. I remember that Ruth and Neil, when they went to America before they had the baby, had a brush-in with their health system... Uh, and were charged a lot of money for a very routine test. I remember Ruth and Neil then came back from America and they've had their baby and we haven't congratulated them. <laughs> and all that happened within about half a second. <laughs> half a second, I love how that yeah. works. Congratulations, guys, you had a baby. What's it called, sorry? Solly, Solomon. Solomon. Solly is lovely. Solomon yeah. sounds a bit sad. <laughs> King Solomon. Solomon Grundy. King Solomon. Solomon Grundy was a sad the man. The wisest man ever to have lived, King Solomon, who, cut a ba- who threatened to cut a baby in half. That's true. It's a very clever threat, though. Yes. Let's put that in context, and it's yeah, very clever. Yes. Just didn't just walk around going, oh, I cut that baby in like, half. Oh, I can't stand <laughs> seeing baby's <laughs> bottoms. I'm going to slice <laughs> them right. out. Let's chop them in half. <laughs> then I won't worry. I'll only see their tops. <laughs> I always imagined he would cut it down the middle. Yes, yeah, that seems to make sense. Yes. More symmetrical. That's right, that's what I imagined he was going to do. He was a very clever satirist in that respect. Mm, he was good. He was no Jeremiah. But didn't he also, his, it was claimed that his teacher, or he himself wrote Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. So generally he seems to have been a generally quite a Bill Hicks sort of chap. Isn't there an argument Jeremiah wrote Ecclesiastes? Who knows? Who, who could possibly know? Who could possibly know? Jesus. God knows. God knows. God knows. Yes. Um, Jesus. I, I should uh, I should say now mm-hmm. I'm going to be drinking a bit more of this old Nick punch rum. Yes, just warn you. But I'd like to tell you that that's a, I'm giving that to you as a gift. I won't be taking that home with me again. That's a present to you. Is it for me? Yes, isn't that lovely of me? Aren't I lovely? That's very kind of you. Yes. Why are you suddenly become kind rather than nasty? <laughs> I just thought I should make up for some of my litany of evil. How, how's Laura, by the way? <laughs> I'd like listeners to understand that Nick begins every conversation we have with Harold's Laura and has already said it. No, today. I want the people at home to know. She's she's fine, thanks. She is. But, but if anybody out there, actually we can tell, can't we? If anybody out there has any scientific work that they'd like Laura to do, she'll do it. That's right, any scientific work at all. For, for a prize. <laughs> That's right. 
So, you know, if you want to count the quills on an average um, porcupine, you'll mm-hmm. do it. That's right. Yeah. Or if you just want to know how many benzene molecules you can fit in a jug. But, but not how many kilometres there are in a mile, apparently. <laughs> a cart refuses to acknowledge this information. <laughs> there is no way of finding it. The good thing, the, the easiest way to do that conversion was the sat-nav, because every time it, it figured out what the speed limit was, I could then go, oh, is he? Ah, you know what's even better? If you wouldn't have been thick, <laughs> you've got a tom-tom. Yes. The tom-tom actually allows you to show you your current speed. I know. And they did. That's what I'm saying. The sat-nav, the tom-tom, showed me. Yeah, but it's, you don't have to wait till you break the speed limit. You can just tell it to show you in big print the current yep. scene, and then instead of looking at the speedometer, you look at, pretend that that's your speedometer. Yeah, but uh, oh, you, I presume I could convert that into kilometres, could I? I didn't do that. Yes. Uh, well, what do you mean convert it? You know, you want... Yes, exactly. Yes, I have a very you, old... No, yeah, no, no, no. The, I'm sure The tom-tom, you just go to units. Yes. There's a unit section. I, so I, you could have done that. You spent the whole time in France doing very, very complicated <laughs> differential that's right, calculus. Differential equations, yes. Instead of simply telling your tom-tom to tell you. So stupid. The TomTom speed, the speed the TomTom registers. How accurate do you think that is? It's, it's more accurate than your car. So which means all that means my evidence displays that all cars lie on this on their speedometers. But that's no all cars. But they're set to actually specifically lie by making it look like you're going faster than you actually are mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Because if it's going to go out of alignment, they'd prefer that yes. it be out of alignment in that way. Mm-hmm. So all cars make it look like you're going slightly slow, slightly slightly quicker than you actually are. Not quicker, more quickly. Please. Slightly quicker. I was thinking about that. And someone said quicker, and then they meant more quickly, and I corrected them in my head. Then they said better, mm. and I thought more betly. Mm. In German, one only has the er uh, construction. You can't really say more or anything. So even if it's a ridiculously long word, schwindlicher. Do I understand that you're teaching yourself Chinese? Uh, a little bit. Mandarin uh, or something? Ma- Cantonese? Ma- no, Mandarin. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bit. Uh, Coxall had some tapes and things and asked mm-hmm. her to have a look. And I actually. Chinese, it's interesting, every language seems to have the same amount of complicatedness in it, just bulging at different parts, like a sort of a waterbed. So if you press down one part, the other part pops up. Okay. And the thing about Chinese, which it might be difficult, especially for someone who claims to be tone deaf like you, is of course it has the tone. I'm not, I've never claimed to be tone you deaf. You claim to be tone deaf. No, so, I've never claimed so to be tone deaf. So someone who claims to be tone deaf like you, the, the tones <laughs> might be difficult to understand, to, uh-huh. to, to differentiate. And also the writing system is just ridiculous, you know, the, the way you have the complicated writing system, thousands and thousands of symbols. However, actually, the um, speech itself is relatively easy compared with uh, even English and other ro- and, and romance languages and things like that. Mm-hmm. For example, in English you have am, was, were, will be, to be, being. All those words are, are, are differentiated depending on context and you mm-hmm. can't, you, you have to say they are, but I am, and you are, and... So on. Whereas in Chinese, there's one word for that, and that's shi. Right. Shi, going down, means mm-hmm. pretty much am, is, are, uh, to okay. be, and all that kind of thing. So it doesn't have what, what it, it doesn't have the complicated declensions and conjugations of, of, of words in, in Romance languages. But um, So you can just, once you've got the one word, you can use it. So it's like, it's like saying I be, he be, you be, and that's the only word you use. Okay. Now, so, I understand, that, I believe that the word... It doesn't have genders either, so it's not like lit yes. and la. It doesn't have any of that Good. nonsense, thank Good. heavens. Good. That is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. ridiculous. That really does need, never mind the metric system. Yes. Gendered languages need to be abolished. Uh, or that part of Scrapped. it. From now on, everything's le. At least yeah. have a rationale to it if you're going to have yeah. it at all. But everything's le. No. Good. Sorted. Yep, done. And in, in, in German, do you want everything to be der, die, or das? Uh, die. Okay, everything's die. Die. Oh. Done. It's easy to remember. Mm. Ellie. Yeah, mm. It's easy to remember. Mm. Um, yes, I believe that the word for mother is the same as the word for horse, but different tones. Well, I, I, I assume. Well, I assume. Well, there are four. There are four tones. 
Yes, so I think there so, are four completely yeah, different Yeah, and mother will be marp, so it'll buy, so there's, so there's, there's the long tone, which is marp, which is like holding a note. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, then there's the down tone, which goes marp. Right. And then there's the up tone going marp. And then there's the one that's a bit like a V, it goes marp. Do you, does that mean that the Chinese have the best puns of any language? I imagine they do. Yeah. But there is a problem. It's more difficult to do emphasis. Because in oh, of course, because yes. in English, in English, we do that. Whereas if if, if yes. you go if if the word always goes ma, and you're not asking a question, yes, you have to then be more careful to make it known oh, that you are asking a question. Did you hear the Radio Lab that discussed that uh, incidents of um, pitch perfect pitch are far higher in uh, tonal countries? Well, that than... would make sense. Do you want me? No, to it say... doesn't make no, it doesn't make sense because until recently, it was thought the perfect pitch was either genetic or. No, I, I didn't think that. But it's now it now appears to be learned. No, I never thought that. Well, it was. Very... So I might as well say that riding a bicycle is genetic. No, they're not at all because people yes, the ability to hear can be learned. The ability to hear tone, tones perfectly can be learned. Yes. it seems so. But it no, seems it needs to be was... learned from birth rather yes. than you can't be taught it as an adult. Sort of, you can. If I'm playing the, if I'm playing a key, if I'm playing keyboard instruments for a long time, and, and I, I can then, I then remember what middle C sounds like, and therefore I can then. So whilst I don't have, I can't just listen to a note, and think, well, that note's obviously a G. What I can listen to, I can listen to a note and then say, okay, and middle C is like this, and therefore if I move up the scale, that note has to be a G. Right. So I can remember notes okay. relative to middle C and things like that. But uh, but only after I've been playing... So I haven't played a keyboard instrument for a long time, then I forget that. Um, also, uh, I think that uh, you you are wrong in suggesting that most people thought that perfect pitch was uh, was innate. I think a lot of people thought that it was oh. something that was... But, you know, that's why I've been in a musical family and that kind of thing. Sure. Do you want me to say that you're not a Chinaman? You're an Englishman. Sure, please do. Okay, see, see, see if I can remember because it's mm-hmm. been a while since I, I did this bit. Uh, so, do you not say you? No, I have no idea. You do actually. Anything. How do you? Knee. Oh, I don't know that. That's you. And then do you not say not? Just say the sentence. No, do you not say not because it's a good. If you want to say not anything or no, not. You go boo, 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 going down. But boo. sadly, unless you're before another word that's also going down when it has to go up. So, so, <laughs> gosh, knee. You are ni sure you are and I'll say an Englishman Inguajen mm-hmm. you are an Englishman Inguajen Ing is I don't know what that actually means Ing and Gua is kingdom and Jen is man you're an English kingdom man that's me um, Ni Bu Chung Guajen you are not a middle kingdom man oh, Chinese man kingdom. Chung middle Gua kingdom Jen, man. You're not so, a... do you think? I mean, you taught you taught yourself. Um, you know, you, you already speak a decent French, don't you? Oh, it's, oh, it's all right. Not when I'm not in France. <laughs> but when you're in France, when you're in France, in. it sort of starts kicking in a bit okay. better. And then if you, start I in... found that too. I speak almost no French. Yeah. And when I got to France, I was suddenly able to get by. Like I could buy petrol and yeah, yeah, yeah. order from restaurants, and I could just about get by. Yeah, which you, is really yes. surprising. Yeah, which is which is surprising because well, it's not surprising. I guess that's the way your brain. I really works, but... like the way France just says screw you to English. It really is cost like the, uh, the 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 card machines in the in the in the petrol station. I swiped my card and it asked me which language I'd like to choose, and mm. I had to I get I was allowed to choose from French, Spanish, German, or Italian. Really. <laughs> Like the second most common language on earth. No, that's not Paris, going on there. Paris is much more English friendly these days. Have you been to Paris? Recently? I've been to. Pa- I haven't been to Paris for a couple of years. I found Paris to be a very unpleasant city. It's no, a beautiful I, city. No, I think you're wrong now. Just the uh, just the grumpiest. No, of I think you're wrong. 
Well, it well, was. More, more recently, I mean, more recently, when I've gone to Paris in the last year or two, mm-hmm. I found them to be a lot more helpful. Yeah, you know, like I ask people for directions in the street and they stop and would explain and would even dare to speak English if it was becoming complicated. Breton, Bretons are, are very friendly, it seems. In my experience, that was a nice bunch. Not all of them, obviously. Some of them are horrid. Where do you... Where, do you, I found Brit- where is your France? It's Crescent uh, Bear in Brittany. It's just by the major city. So it's not... It's so, oh, so when I said south of France, town. not the south No, no, it is. Brittany. No, North, no that's rubbish then. Yeah. Northwest. Of not France. idyllic then. It's rubbish. Actually, Brit- uh, this area is, is beautiful old, you know, ancient stone buildings and things. It's really Britain. Very pretty. Hence, hence the name. Well, no, it's not, is it? It's Britain. very, very Celtic, Britain. Britain. Um, the signs are in dual languages, which is I didn't realise would be the case. I know. See, it, it is just like it is just like being in Wales. Wales. It's very funny. Did you? Uh, what I would find interesting is that your um, nieces and nephews mm-hmm. niece, uh, must yep. be—they're very lucky that they're basically yes. going to be properly bilingual. Yes. Well, Will is Will is four. Uh, just turned four, and he uh, will not speak French to his family, but speaks good French. He goes to a French-speaking school and is taught in French, mm-hmm. um, but he refuses to speak French. In fact, he likes playing a game with me, where I talk in made-up French to him, and mm. he replies by shouting, Voila! And that's how we talk French together. But he won't say anything else, and no matter how much I pers- say, look, it's your turn, you do some French, and he won't do it. But my sister says when he's not paying attention, if he listens to this, she'll be in so much trouble, mm. but when he's not paying attention... Don't worry, she won't. No, if he listens. Yeah, don't worry about um, uh, if, if she can sneak up on him, he'll be singing to himself in French and kind of gabbling away. Oh, yeah. And um, so he's, he's doing very well. Sarah, who's just turned two, um, she just gave her first sentence the other day, which mm-hmm. was, look, mummy, dare tactor, when she saw a tractor. Um, she, uh, she's, she gabbles nonsense, constantly just chats away. So she'll, she'll walk around the house going, and her nonsense is very French sounding, oh, right. which is interesting. She has a habit of going, she goes, Dawn, 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 like over and over again until you finally go, yes, sir. And then she goes, uh, she nothing. She has nothing. She goes, buff. <laughs> she has so nothing. She's no but mm. she will say, you can say, bonjour, and she go, she go, bonjour, which is obviously the cute. And you can say, suffer, and she go, suffer, bien. Which is obviously the cutest thing ever <laughs> yes, of in course. the world. Well, uh, well, was that with or without trousers? Never, always in a nappy or just nothing at all. Oh, fair enough. Just scampering around the house. How old is she out, too? She's two. Yes. How is she coping with the potty training? Do you know, she just started, uh, it would have been last week when we were there, or the week before when we were there, and she just started and she was picking it up very quickly. Right, I'm wondering when we need to start Judith on the potty. Oh, well, not for a long time. Yeah. Another year. Really? Um, apparently some cultures potty train their children a lot earlier. Well, if she can pick it up. Well, apparently there are apparently a lot of Indian children are, are very surprised when they visit their relatives in the UK and see that there are one and two year olds who are still think, requiring a nappy. And I think are, what what the hell's wrong with <laughs> well, you? Are your the, children retarded? I don't think one. I think the issue. No, no, there are. Really? There are. There are. Apparently in India, pretty much once you get to four, five, six months old, it, it, you need to start. Well, they know. No, well, it's not that the baby will actually go to the toilet, but the baby will make it known that it needs to use the toilet. That's and what you I'm hold saying. Over the baby, toilet. And I don't think at that age they know that they're going to the toilet. That's the issue. They don't know. It's not until it seems like no, at least over one no, that they I can understand. Recent the no, no, I think that's incorrect because recent studies show that they have an anti-fouling instinct. And we okay. could talk, we could actually tell us when Judith was born. You know, she would she would kind of hold it in until you took her nappy off. Right. And then a lot of people realise this. There is some mm. instinct there, but you kind of you just smother that by just saying, "Here's your nappy. Here's your nappy. Yeah. Here's your nappy." Whereas if you respond to that and you hold her over the toilet and that kind of thing, apparently you can pretty much be prosy trained very, very, very early we'll, on. We'll we're just we're just lazy in the West, but then we're so terrible, aren't we? We're just like the Saudis, <laughs> really. You know what with our what with our magazines and our bulimia. 
That's right. It's just like just, just like, like the Saudis. Just like anyway. the Saudis. Um, Will was never potty trained. He went straight. He refused to use a potty. Went straight from the nappy to the toilet. That seems fair enough. Yeah. I don't think Judy's going to crawl. I think she's going to go straight from straight sitting running. and standing to walking and running. Yeah. Oh, she hasn't called yet, but she's standing. That's interesting. Yeah. And, I, I, and when you put her on her tummy, she just wants to get up and she wants to right. kind of go up. I think she finds crawling is beneath her. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, I don't think we're nearly done, but I don't think we can let this 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 afternoon go by without mentioning um, the the tragic story of the inventor of the owner of the Segway. Yes, in the British, in Britain, today. He, owned, he owned the Segway, or a whole Segway company in the UK, and um, it's tragic, but it's also... I'm having a horrible feeling that using my phone like this is going to be picked up on the microphone, no. and we're not... No, 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 we're no not you're not it. using 3G, you're using the less, cancer, you're using the less cancerous technology. That's true. And, and yes, yeah, so it's a, it's a tragic story, but on the other hand... It, no, it's it, not tragic. It's no, 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 it's tragic for their the, family, but... Well, I'm sure, but, but, but they also, must be finding no, it quite no, funny, too. No, yeah, but it's also, it's also sort of nice, isn't it? I mean, it would only, <laughs> I'll tell you where... It would, it would only be tragic if everybody were immortal, except if they had an accident. <laughs> that's right, yes. But since true. everybody is going to die anyway, if, you know, frankly, if, if you love segues and you spend most of your time yeah. on one... Segwaying off a cliff would be a good Jimmy, to... Jimmy Heseldon, his name is, and he, mm. uh, he's the owner of the Segway, not the inventor. Yeah. Um, we should stress. Millionaire owner. Mm. <laughs> just off a cliff. And it is sad for his he family. And it's sad cliff. for him and anyone who loves him. It must be very sad. But at the same Everybody time. Everybody I've said has been brought, brought a lot of joy That's right. about it. <laughs> he's brought a lot of joy. He fell off a cliff. He segwayed off a cliff. Off a cliff. <laughs> the fell off his less, but he segwayed off. <laughs> Who would use a Segway near a cliff? Well, again, all the Segway videos say, don't use a Segway. Have, you, you, have you been on one? Yes, I've been on them. They're very nice. Are they? I've They're great fun, one. yes. Did you use it? With, I bet you've used it for a tour in Chicago or something. I used it for a tour. Uh, we've Segwayed around the Capitol Steps in um, in the Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. That was very nice. You know, Segway up and down the mall and mm-hmm. around and round. And then also Segwayed most recently in... Um, well, in a number of places. Segwayed in San Francisco, and that was really great because you go up uh, up those hills really steeply and it just carries on all the way up. Oh, and nice. then most recently in Lisbon, where again is quite a, a hilly city, so mm-hmm. it was great fun going up these very Why have steep. you not purchased yourself a Segway? Um, it's not legal to drive them in UK streets. Oh, okay. And my garden's not that big. <laughs> That's true. And they're expensive. Are they? How much does a Segway cost? Uh, probably about four or 5,000 euros. Oh, really? Oh, I had no idea they were that silly. So let's have a look. I think we should celebrate with a little list of um, everyone who's been killed by their own inventions. Now, he didn't invent it, but who cares? But he did. He did. He did invent it. It's changed now. Um, Associated with it. I mean, I don't even care if they invented it. People are highly associated with an invention and were killed by it, so that's fine. So here's a tribute. This is our tribute to... Marie Curie invented radiation. Well, there you go. Absolutely. I think that one... I don't think that's really fair on America. It's like... It's not really fair to say you discover or something. I don't think she invented radiation. She did. Oh, she did. Before, before her, Nothing. there wasn't any. None. No. None at all. She invented radiation. It's like before, um, before Newton, everything was very floating. Everybody floated all yes, over the place. It was a nightmare. Custard and then was one, impossible. And then, well, yeah. And then one day he wanted. Oh, it's funny. You should say that because, of course, custard is a non-Newtonian fluid. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Ooh. <laughs> oh, apposite. How yeah. perfect. Second time I said apposite this podcast as well. One could have said apple side like the apple that fell on his head. <laughs> one could have, but one didn't. That's where gravity was invented. That's true. At the apple side. At the apple side. <laughs> <laughs> if we wrote this in advance, we could make a good joke out of that. You could, but sadly we didn't, so we can't. William Nelson. I'd like to give pay tribute Willie to William Nelson. Willie Nelson. I've uh, heard of him. Born 1879, didn't pay his taxes, uh, died 1903. Mm-hmm. Um, General Electric employee, invented a new mate of motorised bicycles. 
Oh dear, I can see where this might be going. Well, he fell off his prototype bike during a pet test run. I don't think falling off a bike should kill you. Unless he was doing his test run on a tightrope wire. What sort of bicycle was it? It was a bicycle. tallest motorbike. He was cycling over tigers. (laughs) (laughs) Aviation is quite deadly, it seems. Mm. If you want to avoid death, as a rule, don't don't invent aeroplanes. No. Um, Ismail Ibn Hamad al-Jawari mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> wow 1003 mm-hmm. to 1010 he lasted 7 years apparently mm-hmm. um, it kind of these dates must be wrong because it's a Muslim uh, Kazka, Kazakh Turek scholar from Farab mm-hmm. I don't think you're 7 um did you did you did you get this from Wikipedia or something this is Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can't trust anything on the You can't know nothing. Nothing. Literally, literally nothing. Nothing. If Wikipedia says 1 plus 1 equals 2, it must wrong. be it's equal it's 8. Wrong. 89. Yes. Attempted to fly using two wooden wings and a yeah. rope. Most children <laughs> try probably that. isn't. Actually, it probably was seven years He old. leapt from the roof of a mosque in uh, Nijabur. I don't know how you pronounce that. And then he was executed and for... And fell to his death. I, don't know, I thought he definitely was fine, but then and he was executed, executed from being on the way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, saying you're, you're thwarting the will of Allah by trying to fly to heaven. I proved that as two wooden spoons at first, and I was much more impressed with yeah. his attempt. Hmm. Otto, these are all horrible pro- the names to pronounce. Otto Lilienthal, 1848 to 1896. Mm-hmm. He died the day after crashing one of his hang gliders. That seems... The day after? Yes. That was a very slow crash. <laughs> That's right, he crashed his hang glider. I think he just died uh, in, in a bus, on a yes. bus crash. Even though buses um, hadn't been invented yet either. None of these names are... <laughs> looking down the list, I can't pronounce any of these well, names. We'll pronounce this one's German way. for you. Franz, Franz Reichelt. Reichelt. What did he do for a job? 1879 to 1912. He was a tailor. Mm-hmm. Fell to his death. <laughs> I'd love to see how this is to do with tailoring. Yeah. Off the first deck of the Eiffel Tower while testing his invention, the coat parachute. <laughs> the coat. <laughs> oh. I'm not quite sure you could call it an invention. <laughs> the coat. Parachute. I think what he invented was the coat. <laughs> or, or maybe what he invented was, oh God, I'm falling off the Eiffel Tower. Let's <laughs> see if my coat could be my a... Oh dear. <laughs> It doesn't work. It was his first ever attempt with a parachute. That and seems it, a bit silly. Surely you'd jump off slightly. Well, he told authorities in advance he would test it first with a dummy. I, like, I admire his confidence. Yes. Oh, shma, dummy, shmummy. The man had moxie. Hmm. Aurel <laughs> V-L-A-I-C-U. You can take your pick on that pronunciation. 1882 to 1913. Died when his self-constructed aeroplane, <laughs> Vi. Vlaiku 2 mm-hmm. failed him during an attempt to cross the Carpathian Mountains by air. Oh dear. That's sad. And Michael Dacra died 2009, age 53, um, after testing a flying taxi device t- designed to accommodate fast and affordable travel among nearby cities. Flying taxi? Well, we've seen how, we've seen how dangerous those are from, um, what was that program called? The film called? Fifth, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Fifth film. Element. Fifth Element, yes. Yes, that's true. So they're very dangerous. He should have so of course, Mary Curie. Um, mm. She died of aplastic anemia. Silly. As a result of prolonged exposure to ionising radiation emanating from her research materials. Which she invented. Yes. Radiation dangers were not well understood at the time. <laughs> Wikipedia feels the need to add. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some medical work. Well, that's not. I mean, people would drink radium solutions. It was considered an amazing um, cure-all. And people would, you know, drink mm-hmm. radium solutions. And People still do, surely. And, and also there was, there was a, 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 I think it was a radium or a uranium suppository people would put in just oh, to that's nice. no, make the bowels run sphincter hmm. uh, Thomas Migley Jr 1889-1944 anyone could just read this off Wikipedia don't need to read it out no. but they would be missing out on our witty remarks our discussion yes uh, was an American engineer and chemist who contracted polio <laughs> did he invent polio yes age 51 leaving him severely disabled 
He devised an elaborate system of strings and pulleys to help others lift him from bed. The system was the eventual cause of his death when he was accidentally entangled in the ropes of this device and died of strangulation. I'm sorry to Dr. Smigley Jr. That's very, very tragic. <laughs> friends and family. You must very, oh, I've got a good angle. <laughs> oh, dear. Horace Wells, 1815-1848, he lasted a mere 33 years, mm-hmm. was an American dentist who realised the potential yeah, dentist, of sorry. nitrous oxide as a dental painkiller during a demonstration of the effects of the gas by the Garver Quincy Colton, by Garver Quincy Colton in Hartford, Connecticut in 1844. Mm-hmm. Uh, while promoting his idea, he lost credibility due to the limits, limited anaesthesia effect during a presentation at Massachusetts General Hospital. Wells mm-hmm. committed suicide, mm-hmm. slitting his femoral artery with a razor after inhaling an analgesic dose of chloroform to blot out the pain. It's really quite killed by his invention. The fruits and he invented the razor blade as well. <laughs> uh, the fruits of his discovery were clearly the cause of his tragic and premature death. Oh, I love the way that they're trying desperately to include <laughs> to to include that there. Right, I say so. It's probably deleted from Wikipedia at some stage, and somebody added a yeah, justificatory right, yes. little coda. Yes. Uh, Valerian Aperkovsky. Yes. Clearly, don't invent things if you've got difficult to pronounce names. Uh, That's my tip. Names. Nineteen eighteen ninety five to nineteen twenty one constructed the Aero Wagon. An experimental high-speed rail car fitted with an aircraft engine. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? And propel attraction. It was intended to carry Soviet officials. Right. On July 24th, 1921, a group led by uh, Fy- uh, Fyodor Sergeyev, Sergeyev took the aero wagon from Moscow to, Tula, uh, to the Tula Colories to test it when Abakovsky, also with Abakovsky also on board. They successfully arrived in Tula. But on the return route to Moscow, the aero wagon derailed at high speed, killing everyone on board. <laughs> Gosh, that's a surprise. Whoops! Got I, I want to take an aero wagon. I think maybe they just got overconfident because we got there. Yeah. William Bullock uh, invented the web rotary printing press. Mm-hmm. Uh, several years after its invention, his foot was crushed while installing a new machine in Philadelphia. The crushed foot developed gangrene, and then Bullock died during the amputation. <laughs> that's a bit. That's a rubbish way to go. That's ridiculous. Uh, Li Si, uh, 208 BC, Chinese first minister, was executed by the five pains method he had advised. Oh. Devised. What is the five pains method? Well, we'll look at that next. We, well, we really should stop by now. James Douglas, 4th Earl of Morton, 1581, was executed in Edinburgh on the Scottish Maiden, which he had introduced to the Scottish Scotland as regent. Right, I want to see what the five pains are. Uh, okay, we're jumping ahead. The five pains is in a Chinese form of capital punishment invented during the Qin Dynasty, 221 to 208 mm-hmm. uh, BC. The five pains were as follows. First, the victim's nose was cut off. That's nice. That's, That's lovely. Number one. Number one, cut off nose. <laughs> followed by a hand and then a foot. One hand. Did you, did you it's basically being three? chopped up. <laughs> nose, hand, foot. Nose, hand, foot. Uh, it's like... Um, the three. Uh, the, the hokey-cokey mm. in a horrible mutant form. Yeah, so you've got three things so far. What's the yep. fourth? The victim was then castrated. <laughs> right, well... And uh, finally, I think we could see that coming. That's <laughs> fine. Can you guess the final? Head. Nope. Disemboweled. Cut in half at the waist. Which I imagine would lead to disemboweling yeah. quite suddenly. Li Si, who was chief advisor to the emperor Kui Xing... Kui Xing, you should pronounce these when you the Chinese yeah. pronunciation. Qin Shi Hangdi. Racist. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hate all Chinese people as well. Well, I think I hate Chinese people who do the five pains talk. <laughs> Me too. I think it's safe to hate those sort. He invented this form of punishment and was ultimately executed this way himself. And frankly, good. Good. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, Emperor, look what we can do. We can do it in... Oh, all right. Okay. Chop off his nose and his hand and his foot and his winky and then <laughs> chop him in half. Ridiculous. It's lovely. It really is ridiculous. I mean, what sort of imagination have people to do that? I mean, really? 
I don't really think it's that imaginative. It's just chop bits off of him until he can't live anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it is, it is stupid, though, because it's so it's arbitrary. It's like, oh, you've, you've just thought up something astonishing. <laughs> How would you imagine you chop someone in half in B.C.? It's not like you can uh, no. saw you uh, kind of uh, a, a saw like blade. a samurai sword. Do you reckon Obviously, that would cut through Japanese, um, but they wouldn't cut be through a waist Japanese. bone? I don't well, think. very fast. I'm not sure it would cut. Oh, no, through I bone. thought they cut them just above the waist where your tummy is. But you still have to get through the spine. Yeah, I don't think it'd be done in well one fell. Maybe, never, maybe once you get to the spine, you just snap. Also, of course, you should never say chopped in half. What should you always say? Sliced in half. Cleft in twain. Cleft in twain. Oh, it's my favourite phrase in the English language. No, but that was, to be honest, we're going back to an earlier image you said. We're going back to Solomon. I think cleft in twain would be cutting them... Um, oh, yeah, down, the straight down the middle. Yeah. For <sighs> me, that, that cleft, to, to cleave would suggest that <laughs> you're cutting a bone in half and that would be the spine, I think. I, well, I, I'm, that, either way, I love to say cleft in twain. Try it again. Cleft in twain. <laughs> Gone off it now. Yeah, Nick, think... we've gone for far too long. It's nearly an hour. That's ridiculous. No one wants to listen to this much podcast. I'm sorry. Everyone, we're very sorry. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, then. Bye. Oh, I haven't found a stop button yet. Say bye again. Bye-bye again. <laughs>